When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This is the second of two podcasts in the midst of Game Week 21 to help you through the fact that there's been no Premier League games for a week and a half now, which is frankly unacceptable. At this time of need, we have been abandoned by the Premier League. But we are not abandoning you. From now on, the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast is now twice weekly because we always record loads of stuff. We want to be able to cover it all. And um, I just think... In this new year, when you're looking for some positivity, that is the great news. The country, perhaps even the world needs. Yeah, I'm less sure of the global consequence of us recording two podcasts a week where we talk about seahorse ejaculation. However, hopefully those fans of the podcast will find some solace in it. So um, a study by, of all universities, Nottingham Trent University, has revealed that playing Fantasy Premier League can negatively impact your mental health. I can believe it. We met, of course, at Nottingham Trent University. Speaking of uh, things coming out of Nottingham you Trent that died on your, your ass. <laughs> you died. To, you know what was amazing about that? It was like, you know, when people talk about what was great about it was it was obvious you were great. It was just obvious. Not I was to like, me. oh my God, he's brilliant. Um, and we were there because uh, my friend Al Pitcher was on. And obviously, I lived in Nottingham, so I went to watch. And I think you were comparing. Is that right? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. A block out death. But also, it was just a bad, you know, there weren't many people there. It was in the Bar Awful of Student kick. Union. Time. Mm. It was the first time we'd met. I remember feeling that you thought I was a bit of a dick. <laughs> like a sort of sense that we were getting on, but I wasn't your sort of guy. I mean, at the time... You, I mean, you would have been dressed in the Clarkson regalia. You would have had a blue jacket with a pastel blue shirt open at the collar, jeans hitched quite high with a tan belt and some sort of brogue or loafer. I never hitched them high because of the beer belly, so they were sort of slung low. Yeah. Um, the jacket would have been probably tweed. And I would have been told by Al Pitcher, oh, my mate's coming. He's uh, 40, he's funny, he's hosting a... What work were you doing at the time? Oh, God, I was doing all sorts. I was working for a Labour MP at the time. No. Oh, I used to host a speed dating night as well. Yes, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I would have been told. I would have thought, who is this young Tory? Um, who is hosting speed dating nights as Alan Partridge? Uh, no, no, no. I, that, so that was uh, I, so at the time. Then I was working for a Labour MP and hosting speed dating nights. What a life! Now look at you. What went wrong? How on earth? 
I mean, what? I mean, the speed dating thing was like one or two nights a week. It was great fun. We can talk about that in detail another it's time. All on the book. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a great little side gig that was. Yes. But yes, you'd have heard about it and probably. And also, I think I got strong-armed into driving you home. You didn't get strong-armed. I, I think I'd had a few and and. Yeah, come on, mate. And then you just slagged my car off because I think I was driving either a, a Ford Ka or a Rover Metro oh, at the time. Austin Metro, it was the, yeah. yeah, the little Metro. Not a not a car for a touring comedian, but uh, grateful to my mum because that was her car and she gave it to me so I could get started in the biz. Hang on, did you did you think that I'd strong armed you into giving me a lift home? Um, there would have been a bit of. Um, it's sort of via picture. I bet were you in picture going out afterwards, or was he staying at house? Ah, oh, just drop us back in town, mate, with my mate Forty. Yeah, come on, look, drove us into town. <laughs> I've been like, oh, God, I've just died on my cool. backside. All I want to do is get home and drink myself into oblivion, so I can g myself up to die the next night at some sort of converted strip joint in Bournemouth or wherever I was. I've got, oh yeah, we're going down to Minxes, you know, to have some <laughs> me mate Minxes. Got a bar and he does. Turbo Shandy. Oddly enough, there was a, there was a bar in Long Eaton called Minsky's. <laughs> He's not actually <laughs> far off, yeah. I think that was the first time I saw someone carrying a knife into a nightclub. Right. Well, there you go. They opened up their jacket and it was like artful dodgy stuff. It was like, you know, there's old pictures of men selling watches where they're all inside the thing. Yeah. Had three or four different knives, big ones. I thought, oh God. A couple more here and then we'll move on. Booze is a great unifier, isn't it? Because sometimes I go into, I, what I, t- I love going into a pub that I know most people wouldn't go in uh, because it looks. But let's be honest, working class. And a lot of people say, oh, you can't go in there. And you go in and it's just full of normal people having a yes. drink. It just hasn't been decorated in the last 40 years. And they sell corned beef sandwiches behind the bar. But people turn their noses up. And I like going in there and having a pint around good people. But every yes. now and again, you walk into a place where you think, ah, oh, this was bravado on my part. And I should not be in here because this has an air of violence about it. There is a difference between normal and rough as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is clearly criminal. Oh my God. So we've been down in Penzance and we, we lovely walks along the seafront, but we stopped off at a place. Actually, it was really funny because I've got quite into writing TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> of course you did. I just see it now as part of my job. I'm like, well, I've been out for dinner, so I'm going to have to write a TripAdvisor You do it review. now? So you are. You do it now, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fine. Now, if I go out for dinner and I've liked somewhere, I- I'll leave a TripAdvisor review. Okay, good lad. It was quite funny because we went to this, basically needed the toilet, and there was only one place along the seafront, miles down. We'd walked quite a way. And, um, How do you handle that when you're out for a romantic walk with your partner and you clearly need to dump a load? What's your... Because <laughs> you know, have you, you've been together long enough to say... I mean, she knows, let's be honest. She's been, She sees you rubbing your tummy and making the little noises you make. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what's funny is, she listens to this podcast, so like, this will be so much... <laughs> <laughs> this will be like real therapy, knowing that... You have to suffer this yeah, as well. Yeah, no, I know that she knows, and you know that she knows, but you still have to go through the charade of saying, ooh, that looks like it does nice hot chocolate. Should we go in there oh, no, quick, no, no. fast, go in there now? No, no, I'm, I'm very direct. <laughs> 
going to cack me send up. Let's get in yeah, there now. Bloody hell, I think this is, you know, about to escape. <laughs> Told you I shouldn't have had that breakfast smoothie. You know that walk where it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to sort of like walk and not shit my bed. There are certain <laughs> phrases you use, and a lot of them are horrific. That I, I know what you're going to say now. Go on. The compactor. <laughs> well, no, so when you, when you describe it as drop down into the next chamber. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... Well, you can feel that it's in a different part of your body, can't you? Without being too crude about this, there's a period after eating where you, you, you've got a full belly and then you're digesting and you're kind of like... Oh, blah, blah, blah. Then, as you come out of that, you get that energy surge. You're then in, in a middle period between that food becoming something else. And as it becomes something else, you can feel it in a different part of your body where you're like, ooh. And then suddenly it's on. And there is no reversing this process. And you are ne- basically your waters have broken. <laughs> and you need to get somewhere because it's coming. But you've psyched yourself out there because you talk about it like a trapdoor opening and it just all oh, yes. drops down. But it's a gradual process, isn't it? It's no, moving no. gradually no, no. along the gut and there's bits there and it builds up and builds up to a point where the pressure on the sphincter says, let's... You describe it like a horse bolting a stable. Like, he's out! Oh, yes, he's yeah, out! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. No, there's no other way of describing <laughs> that it. Is you that, said to, is... to your partner on the beach. It's on! <laughs> no, I just say, I really need the toilet. I need somewhere, I need to get to the toilet quick. Because there's no point. You know, this is I don't want to be one of those people that dies because they don't want to ring 999. Do you know what I mean? And it's the same with toilet stuff. You're better off saying, This is what I need from this scenario. Was there a point at which you ever considered uh defecating off a rock or into the sea? Well, obviously it crosses one's mind mm. because you go, if I don't find somewhere, I'm going to have to sort of wander and it would freeze it, you know, lashing it down. Oh, what like and nature's think... B-Day. Just drop it down and then just lower enough that the waves... Yeah, if, if, if the problem is if the sea is, uh, you know, rough as it was on the day, mm. it's going to just get splashed around everywhere. You can... <laughs> anyway, 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 I don't want to get... But obviously that was on my mind. I was like, can I get somewhere? Anyway, we see this place and... Uh... <laughs> Beacon. <laughs> Go in. You, you know what? This is the other thing as well. Is um, if I'm going to use someone's toilet, I was like, we have to buy something. <laughs> yeah, I've got to spend forty quid here because they're going to have to get this place industrially cleaned. But do you know what I mean? I'm like, let's at least buy. Oh, I'm, a t- diet I'm absolutely the same. Things. I will always, if I have to go into a pub. To, the only exception is McDonald's. If I have to use their toilet, then they can deal with it. They're a big company. But a yeah. pub or something like that, I'll always get a cheeky drink or something. Yes. So anyway, I, I was like, you know, we ended up getting a tea and a coffee. But um, afterwards, um, my partner, she said afterwards, she was like, I'd love to read the trip advisor reviews. I was waking up so early on holiday, like five in the morning, woke up at five the following day, went straight on trip advice. I must have spent two hours reading trip advisor reviews of the station in, in Penzance. Oh, my God. You don't read anything above a two. Right. I mean, I've had Edinburgh's. It like was that. a two that took you in there, wasn't it? <laughs> but it was, and there were like dangerous dogs off the lead. <laughs> oh, you hate that, don't you? So that would have been a bad review, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you leave it a bad review? I didn't review it because I just thought, you know what? I used the toilet, and to be fair, it, thank God it was there. So I didn't review it. I, I didn't feel qualified to review it. Oh, it's in Marazion, is it? Yes. Yeah, I've been there. 
No way. I've stayed no in Marazion, yeah. What, when? Did you have a Philps pasty? Oh, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I had a bad tummy. Mate, I'm telling you now, it is the best pasty I've ever had by miles. Right. It, it's just completely different. The only thing it has in common with other pasties is the fact that it's in the shape of a pasty and is covered in, in pastry. Okay. Inside, let me tell you about Philps's uh, Cornish steak pasty. Is this, a, is this a sponsored read? No, genuine ribbons of steak. It, 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 it's packed and i had just like the regular size i mean also i just had a cheese and onion one from a different outlet and then i saw this place and was like that's what i've been looking for they, they, they do mail order so i'm going to order some by post i've decided once a month i'm going to have oh, you know what i was so sad to leave cornwall i bought myself a cornwall calendar <laughs> so i could just look at pictures of it oh, i love the southwest um, of england reading the top review for the pub you've just mentioned sounds yeah. like the person who went in directly after you. <laughs> it's a two-star. It says, we popped in for a drink after walking back from Penzance to Marazion. I think I'm saying that right. It's not Marazion, is it Marazion? The place looks okay from the outside, but inside is very different. It is very tired and has very old decor, and the toilets were disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the young girl behind the bar didn't know how to greet or smile at us and just grunted when I placed our drinks order. Such a shame, as this place could be so good. I think they've walked in directly after you. And that, that young girl has had to clean the toilet after you've been in there, and she's una- she's physically unable of, to speak. Are, are you all right, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the barmaid was very nice and very friendly, and uh, they had big screens up like for COVID protection. So there, oh, there was lovely. a lot going for it. But the pasty, Philps's pasty in, in the southwest of England, uh, uh, I think they have a couple of outlets. John... Uh, I think the veg ones would be really good. It's a shame you don't eat meat anymore because it, it, it's unlike any other Cornish pasty you've ever had anywhere ever, period. Well, I'm on their website, Philps's Pasty. Greetings yeah. from the Philps family. Oh. That's nice, isn't it? The personal touch. It, it's just, it's basically a full dinner wrapped in pastry. What you have in really the steak, the minced beef, the cheese and veg, the gluten free steak? The steak Cornish. It's incredible you can order it online this is not a sponsored read this is just an appeal from the heart for a better world for a better 2022 you know the moment you have it you're like i know this is the best i remember the best bowl of soup i had leek and potato <laughs> uh radisson edwardian manchester 2008 i could take you there now it, it, i knew first first soupful first spoonful i said this is the best bowl of soup i've ever had and, and i'm telling you the same about this pasty it's such a special moment in your life. You feel like in a, you've climbed your culinary Everest. You've you've reached that peak. Do you think it would taste the same in your flat in North London as it did on the sea in Cornwall? Or do you think, to a certain amount, you were tasting the holiday? No, because I'd had pasties from other outlets that holiday. And that, you know, I always do these things in controlled conditions. Mm. Now, of course, it was fresh. So if you're getting it mail or do you reheat yourself? La-dee-da-dee-da. It is the best pasty I've ever had. And and not just, oh, that other one's now at number two. There is literally no second place. Okay, fine. You know, we went to Land's End. The guy who does the photo at Land's End is a Forest fan. Yes, you t- you sent me a picture of you holding a, a scarf, which was his or yours? His, his, his. So we get to, you go to Land's End. I never thought I'd go. I've never been that bothered about going, but we're like, we're, that, we're not far. We might as well go and have a look. It's stunning, right? Mm-hmm. We get there and... There's a guy just staring blankly out to sea like he lusts after the void. <laughs> Turns out to be a forest fan. Well, come down here, don't just get away from it all, just stare out to sea. I like to be as far as I can from anyone. 
they've got those, um, you know, the, the signpost, and it gives you the, you know, 874 miles to John O'Groats, 5,000 miles to New York, whatever it is. Um, and he's got a little booth, and he takes your photo professionally there um, for, a, I imagine, a competitive Oh, so he works there? Yeah. I thought you meant just some guy milling about. No, no, no. This guy runs Land's End. It's, this is his gig, right? So you queue up. It's a proper booth, all this sort of thing. Got a little. He's got forest stickers in his thing. I said, "Oh, do we get a discount for being forest fans?" And uh, turns out you don't. But then, um, it, it, welcoming people, <laughs> he's got to make a living. I wouldn't have begrudged him, uh, and uh, and didn't. Uh, but I just thought this is so cool. You go all the way to Land's End, and the guy running the photos there is a forest fan, and it, you know, that, another special thing. You think best pasture of my life, forest fan at Land's End. So sad to come back. Okay, well, because um, it, it's a slump anyway. January, it's a hard time. Mm. And you've acknowledged that the uh, and far be it for me to question the people at Nottingham Trent University, but they've studied and said FPL affects your mental health. I wonder whether Rush. we need to switch away from forfeits for the month of January, as it's a hard and long month, and, and start rewarding the victor rather than punishing the loser. Okay, two things here. Mm-hmm. You're only suggesting this because you're on a losing streak, and you well, think you're going to lose again. It's better for you then to be rewarded. You're going to get some toys to play with. No, no, no. Your pain is my reward because I've been through the pain. So now you've got to suffer it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe once things have evened out a bit, then maybe, yes, then maybe we do move. I mean, to be fair, one of your forfeits is to just buy me a Toby Carvery. I decide what you get to eat. But, I mean, come on. It's not burning hair off your body, is it? Um, And then just to wheel back, do you think that FPL damages your mental health? Yes. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, I find it. Uh, it's a pressure. If you're doing well, there's a pressure to not slip up. For example, I have the dual pressure of not wanting to lose to you, even though you're 200 points behind in the league, and trying to keep up with Sterling, Howard, Dean, those those top three. Howard, Dean? I can't, you know, you can't every week. And, of course, on top of that, most people who do FBL are, by definition, football fans. So they're also worried about the performance of their own team. And it's been a rocky time for Leeds United of late, of course. Um, so, you know, I, I, it has added a pressure. There, there are times when I just think it's all a bit too much. I'll say this. I find it highly addictive. It's very addictive. I get a, I get a lot of the reward centres in my brain. And I say this not as a neurologist or neuroscientist. You're not a neurologist? No. no. Despite what a lot of people think. Yeah, there's a lot of um, people saying that you're, you're qualified somehow to speak about the human condition. I get all these endorphins from FPL when I'm doing well. It's like I'm in Vegas and all the slots are pumping out gold coins. It's like ding, 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 and I'm just in the middle of it going, yay! <laughs> That's how I feel. It makes you feel so good. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think many people have had your journey that you have been, you were so bad for what, 15 weeks? I mean, absolutely dreadful. To the point yeah. where I imagine it stopped surprising you or mattering a bit because you just knew yeah. you were going to be awful. And then now you, you're you very good. You know, you, you're amongst the top scorers in the league each week. So very few people have had that. So this is your purple path. If you're not enjoying FPL now, you are never going to enjoy it. Fair point. Also, you know, I, I'm really excited about I, I'd love to see how high I can get given how bad I started. Mm-hmm. But I'm already thinking next season. I'm already thinking... 
oh my God, next season I think it's going to be far more competitive between me and you. And I, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, it's already more competitive. Uh, you know, I, I felt pressured into using my wildcard this week and I've blown it. I'm really annoyed that I, the, <laughs> the first sniff of a double game week, I went wildcard without questioning that the teams playing twice are not very good. The teams playing twice, Everton and Brentford, you know, aside from West Ham, and you've got three West Ham players anyway, so there's no gain to me there. I've just panicked and used it because everyone else had. And I still got it in my head. They're going to take this second wild card away, this second um, free hit. I thought, oh, they're going to say, oh, you didn't use it by the end of December. So it's gone. So I just thought I better go into the new year with one of each chip remaining. And, I'll, you know, it'll all be sort of an even footing. And I thought, give it another week. Let the FA Cup fix just pass by. Then use the wild card set up a team that will hopefully get me to the end of the season with the other chips remaining. Um, but I've, I've blown it. I, I'm annoyed, you know. And it, it because this one is lingering, there's two weeks of annoyance. Two I weeks know. of, I'm already thinking, is Calvert-Lewin realistically going to score against Leicester? And then you're thinking, why did he miss that penalty? I mean, if he'd have just hit the target on that penalty, I'd have been fine. I'd have been about four points behind you but you've taken a minus four. So, you know, there's just a couple of those things. West Ham conceding more goals than I expected them to. You know, it's ruined Pickford for me. It just, um, you know, it, it's dragging on a long time, this misery. Cancelo's had another bad game week. You know, it just, uh, thank God I brought Son in um, for Spurs. He, he got me six points and Mo Salah did well again, as he usually does. I didn't have Jota. Um, I took him out. You know, a few last minute decisions that I got right but just the players I bought in because I gambled on a game week where the teams playing twice are unlikely to win. So where is the gain? Where is the gain? Well, you had a very difficult end to 2021. Um, and Cristiano Ronaldo feels your pain. He tweeted, we put this out on all of his social media, 2021 is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And it was far from being an easy year, despite my 47 goals scored across all competitions. Wow. <laughs> the ego of the guy. You're like, yeah. 2021 was difficult. Not because of how many goals people were scoring, Cristiano, because of a global pandemic that has cost lives, livelihoods, homes. And then he's just like, well, despite scoring 47 goals. I mean, imagine you'd done that. Imagine you'd said, I know a lot of your lost loved ones in 2021, but meet the Richardson's got a third series. <laughs> yes. Should we move on to our regular features? Yeah. Um, have you got a Mo salad cream this week? Well, I have, and it's this. So... Have you seen this interview with Lucas Mora? No. Well, uh, brace yourself. Okay. So, I'm going to play it to you. Uh, I love ketchup, but uh, even before Conte, I, 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 I didn't take it every day. We need to, to, to be smart, we need to be professional, and uh, we need to do everything that uh, we can do to improve our performance. And uh, the food is... Is I for me is is seventy percent percent in football is very important. Uh, it's the same that we have a, a great car, but we put uh, the, the 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 wrong petrol. So Lucas Moura, fan of ketchup, mm. says that putting ketchup on your food if you're a footballer is like putting the wrong petrol into a car. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, uh, how many Premier League games have you played? Uh, I've played at Upton Park. Uh, in, a, in an in an international mm. um, where I chipped a pass over a player. That's about all I did. I also went in two-footed on Mikel Balak. Um, yeah, it's not 70%, is it? To say that I'm in a little bit of ketchup 
every now and I again. It can't make that much difference, can it? Surely. It's not, you know, it's, I know there's a lot of sugar in it, but it's not that bad, is it? And I can't believe that he's saying, I mean, as a fan of Bielsa and his importance on team ethics and, and hard work and fitness, I can't believe food is 70%. So Foden and Grealish were out the Raz the other week. You're telling me that that's fine, but it's the ketchup that undid Well, you're them. a Brian Clough era man, aren't you? You're talking about someone who used to get his team voluntarily drunk. He used to give them beers before games, didn't they, Cluffy? Whiskey's at half time. Yeah. Whiskey's before kickoff. Cup winning sides. You've never mentioned that. Get well, lost. I just remembered the hilarious joke I made while you were at Land's End. Oh, go on. Do you, you know, remember the hilarious joke I said when you were at Land's End? Well, uh, no, but I'd love to hear it again. <laughs> you said, I'm at Land's End, and I said, oh, it's beautiful there. I hear on a clear day, you can see as far back as when Forrest last won something. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's I'm sort of surprised how highly you rate that. It's a funny joke, and it hurts your feelings. And that's all I really want from a gag. You have to remember, John, at the time, I was at Land's End. Mm -hmm. I I was looking out over the Atlantic Ocean, Mm -hmm. stunning, rugged scenery of rough seas at a very evocative time. I couldn't give a (laughs) s*** about your silly little joke. I was like, fine. (laughs) Liverpool, Chelsea, by the way, one of the games of the year. One of the games of all time. I don't know if you watched any of it. Uh, I didn't see that game, no. It was absolutely like edge of your seat. We kind of, I know I was on holiday, but I was like, this game's good, you know. I watched a bit of it in the bath, and then we watched a bit of it in the kitchen. TV um, in the bath or iPad or what? Laptop on the toilet, me in the bath. Bubbles? Um, well, I use, as you can imagine, John, with my zombie flesh, very gentle. So no bubbles, no. It, I was just using Sanex. Do you uh, like a very hot bath? A very deep no, bath? No, God, no. Oh, I like it deep, but not hot. <laughs> warm, warm, a high end. What's so funny about that? <laughs> it's just normal. Just I like you, it you know, this deep. is the problem as a society. We're laughing at normal people. You can't say I like it deep. But not hot. You asked me if I liked it deep. I just I, and it bats are deep. What, what what are you inferring from that? Nothing. Do you, do you think I it just, sounds rude? Yeah, I do. You just lured me into saying I like it deep. <laughs> you are oh you're like it was the person in Hansel and Gretel. That's what you are. The the baddie in that whatever the baddie is. I forget the, the witch. Name. Yeah, you're a witch. Oh, the 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 new wife. She's the one who wants rid of the kids, isn't she? Well, anyway, you lured me into that like Hansel and Gretel. You you basically placed cake pieces on the floor. Horrible like story. Elsie's got a version of it. I hate reading it. What do you mean a version of it? Well, Has uh, it changed? There are different versions, aren't there? You know, there's, there's picture books and, you know, different versions. But a horrible story. I mean, basically, the kid's mum dies. That's horrific. He remarries someone who says, yeah, I'll marry you, but you've got to get rid of your kids. Horrific. He says, fine, get rid of the kids. That's horrific. Then there's a bloody witch in the woods. I mean, absolutely horrific. Is it Hans Christian Andersen or is it Grim Tales, isn't it? The Brothers Grimm. Why hasn't there been a six-part Netflix, Hansel and Gretel? It'd be amazing. Oh, lovely. Pitch it now. Copyright it. Yeah, my idea. Matt and Ford and John Richardson's CPFPL Presents. Yes. Uh, six-part Netflix, um, Hansel and Gretel. Really dark. Nolan level. Hansel and Greta, and it could be about like nice. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm a fan of Greta Thunberg. I'm a fan of Greta Thunberg. I think I'm more of a fan of Greta Thunberg now that she's grown up a bit. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? It makes more sense now. Yeah, but it was remarkable when she was young. She basically made children realise how powerful they are. She basically mobilised an army of kids saying, they can't yeah, that, 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 they can't tell us all off. They can't give us all detention. Now, let's move on to John McGinn again. Yes. And this week, John McGinn again takes the form of a... A stutter. A quiz. Oh, I love a quiz. So, as long as I don't, you know what? Actually, I say that. I think we've discussed it on here before. Hate pub quizzes. And also, I, I always fear looking stupid. Yeah, you do hate pub quizzes. You hate anything in a pub that isn't booze. You hate food. You hate quizzes. Yeah. You hate quiz machines. You hate games machines. You just yeah. want a huge bar that everyone can stand at and have booze injected into them. And anything that slows that down or distracts from that is an annoyance to you. But also, let's all just stand around and take the piss out of each other. That's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, let's all have a laugh. Not you, Going on a quiz machine is basically just like going on a big phone. It should be seen as antisocial as that. Although, I did get into playing cards on the holiday, and I've never really been a cards man. Were you playing cards? In the pub? Have you, have you ever played the game? Yeah, have you ever played the game shit? I love shit. We played a lot yeah. of Really good. It's really, really good. Um, now, John McGinn again. Which Premier League manager was told okay. by John McGinn? And 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 since the feature is about praising his body, let me say he's got a very pretty mouth. Um, it's how it would be described in the Ooh. Wild West. Which Premier League manager was told by John McGinn? You've been in the Premier League for six seasons, and you're still wearing the same coat, you big prick. <laughs> You know what? I know this. Who is it? Sean Dyche. It is Sean Dyche, yes. Yeah, they had a touchline row. Yes. What had Dyche said to he him? He said, you've been in the Prem one year and you think you're big time now telling me to shut up. <laughs> so which John you McGinn replied, would... you've been in the Premier League six seasons, you're still wearing the same shit, caught you big prick. <laughs> I mean, clothes-based banter is very football, isn't it? They all mock yes. each other's, you know, kick or threads, flannels, whatever they call it these days. Cords. Do you think cords will come back? Yeah. I love cords. Of course they will. Yeah, yeah. Fashion cyclical. We know this, John. Mm. Um, it, they will definitely come back. Um, I'll start wearing my cords again, get ahead of the curve. You're a cord kind of guy. You know, I, I once had a brown corduroy jacket, and I, I look back on those days, just a wally, and I wore them with brown cords. I was basically wearing a cord. So I was 19. I, oh, I can't see anyway. pictures of me as a teenager and what I'm wearing. Oh. Just That was at the age I was most frustrated that girls didn't like me. And I look at the pictures now, and I think, I might as well have just written, I have got a small penis and I'm not good in bed across my forehead. I mean, the way I dressed, just ridiculous. Well, what a great idea for this week's forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we are mid-forfeit. I did like um, FPL Pig um, online. What? Um, FPL Pig is, is a, what a fantasy name. football Twitter account. He wrote a musical review of Game Week 21 uh, to the tune of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. And Oh, yes, I saw that. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's certainly a good idea for us to, uh, for the loser to have to write a musical review of the uh, Game Week that they lost. Haven't, but haven't you got to do a dance? Yeah, we're playing for the dance, yeah. but of course we're mid-game week, so there is no okay. reveal. I'm going to confess, I haven't run around a supermarket shouting, Bielsa is my daddy. Um, I don't suspect that you've had a pint with a duck or handed someone a signed picture saying, be lucky from a bum bag. Right, hold on. The be lucky thing, because of COVID, that is, that's irresponsible yeah, and, at the moment. So and I do have to wait for Omicron. We've had again. a tweet from Rafiki, the 19-legged land octopus, 
who says, it's a what? bit weird that Matt Curse, lovely, that's what he's calling you, Matt Curse, uh, thinks that handing out signed pictures of himself is too difficult in COVID times, but he's happy for John to lick mayonnaise off him. Almost like there is some other factor at play. Quite right, Rafiki, the 19-legged land octopus. Because if we both test and then we do it, we're fine. It's, you're going up to strangers who don't know who I've told you you don't have to I do it the, to a stranger. Okay. And I think in, in well, the modern era when people are, you know, cashiers are handing them things at the supermarket, I think to hand someone... Yeah, that's, a, willing, that's, that's willfully, that's different. I'm just approaching someone in the street. It's completely different. Okay. Well, you want to get in, you want to get the pint with a duck in before there's another round of bird flu. Obviously, the problem is you go to the supermarket regularly because that's where you get food. F- trying to find someone to go for a pint with a duck is logistically difficult and I don't have a car. There's really no good excuse. There's no ducks in London. you not. I've been to the supermarket near you. You can easily do it. I will do it. Good. <laughs> well, you and you do it. <laughs> so horrible to each other, aren't we? Well, I think. You, I mean, the problem is your peckers up. You've won three weeks, and you've you've become an absolute monster. Well, I guess a point monster of, of sorts. Yes, possibly. Because I'm a yeah. I, I mean, let, 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 let's let's recall. I mentioned switching to rewards in view of the the mental health I effect. Mentioned, I said that I'm it a was nice. My idea. I'm a nice. I'm a nice guy. Uh, Okie dokie. We've had a suggestion that we should talk more from Johnny Heffron. Talk more about the best professional footballer ranking in FPL. Uh, currently, Paddy McNair. Oh, I see. I see the the footballers that are doing well at it. Yeah, yeah. So Paddy McNair has uh, at time of recording. 1,339 points. Oh, my God. He's a footballer. He's in that world, isn't he? He's at Borough, isn't he? He is at Borough, yes. You'll have friends in the Premier League. You're just part of that landscape, aren't you? You're part of those informal information flows. Yes. The WhatsApp groups. But then why? the problem is then, why isn't Patrick Bamford doing better? Maybe he's just in the Premier League and he's less bothered because he's you know actually in PL oh. and doesn't need to worry about too much about... Come back soon, Paddy. Did you see he auctioned off a signed centenary shirt this week and personalised Leeds United number plates to raise £30,000 for local charities? Good guy. What a good guy. Isn't he a good guy? Oh, look, friend of the show, lovely fella, Forest fan, Nottingham boy. Leeds fan. There's a reason he's a good man. He's a Leeds fan. He's not. He's He's a Forest fan. You know it. He loves Leeds. He's a Leeds player. You're mistaking the two. He takes your shilling. He loves Leeds. No, no, no. He loves Forest, mate. And you know it. You want him to love Leeds. That's why you're whispering it. Frequently, uh, frequently when I drive to Manchester or to to the northwest of England, where my family live, drive through the village of Bamford, and I always think about pulling over by the road sign, "Welcome to Bamford," (laughs) or at the train station. And tweeting some sort of joke about, I'm now entering Bamford, or um, Bamford, you know, always on time, or delivers on time, or something at the train station. And I just just stop myself, because I think it's a, it's a bit weird. Well, it's a good pun. And it's not even a pun, is it? I mean, the place is called Bamford. It's just saying Bamford. But it's a bit weird, isn't it? I start noticing villages that are named after footballers. Such as? Uh, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> I can't think of any of them now. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Stuart Dallas is, is, Come on. is, of course, named after Dallas. I can't remember. I drive through a lot. Of that. I drove through Sterling. one in the Lake District. Sterling. I can't remember what it was. Sterling's a place in Scotland. Lake D- District. Sterling, yeah. Um, town footballer. I'll, I'll get you a list for next week. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for Hit the Post. 
this time is it the post? So, um, Vinny obviously didn't come with me to call. No, you'll have missed him. Yeah, I did miss him, actually. I felt sad about him just being here on his own. But um, anyway, he's in London. Here he is. Oh, hello, Hello, Vinny. everybody. Happy New Year with Vinny van der Veen. I'm here to read your post and your tweets. Happy New Year, John. You enjoying 2022? Less and less. Well, that's sad because it's only a few days old, so imagine oh, how you're going to feel in March. Already pissed me off. Why? What's your matter, man? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get your... Um... It's not the voice. It's, the, it's, your, it's your personality, Vinny, that I don't like. It's the sort of chipperness of you. It's quite... You, you, do you know what you are? The, you're the equivalent of, you know, builders when they say to women, cheer up, love. You're that. You're you're that for the soul. She'll be okay. It's all fine. Let's all have good times. What can I tell you, Janice? I, I, I don't like the way that builders do that to women. I don't like uh, catcalling, wolf whistling, or any stuff like that. I think that's sexual harassment in the street. And, uh, you know, I'm Vinnie Van Der Veen, and I'm against sexual harassment in the street. <laughs> How do you feel about, given that you're, you know, basically squashable, you could fit into a bum bag, something that size. How do you feel about um, Matthew's decision not to take you on holiday? I'm sure as someone away from his family, you, you, you spoke last week about you being away from your family at Christmas. You'd have probably liked to be with uh, Matthew away. You'd have liked to see Cornwall. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to go to uh, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pretty sad to be left behind, got to be honest. But, uh, you know, I, I understand the decision. And it's like FPL, you know, teams get uh, players can't play every game. And uh, Why do you think he made that decision, though? Do you think even Matt, Matt is starting to find you quite annoying? Ings! That's the place I went through. There's a village called Ings, and it made me think of Danny Ings. Yeah, that's great, John. But it's really, you weren't here for that conversation. I don't know if you would pass that on to Matthew. Is he still there, Matthew, or has he popped out? Oh, Dan. Yeah, I'm still here, yeah. It, it was Ings I was thinking of. Ah, yes, Danny yes. Ings. You want to talk to Vinny again? No, not really, but does he want to read an email out? Why didn't you take him on holiday? I was just asking Vinny. He doesn't seem to understand. Well, I, I, okay. I, I'm, really I'm talking to Matthew, but... Vinny. Did right. you just give us a minute? I told you last time. Why didn't you take him on holiday? Well, I was taking enough stuff as it was. I didn't. You drove also, down I didn't there, right? Like, so the car wasn't squashed. full. There's only two of you going. We taking. We took a fair bit of stuff. Clothes for a week. Mm. Um, you know, we took some wine and. Did you pack you gloves? Know, no. No. Okay. Vinny could have acted as a glove. I couldn't walk around with this. So with ah, him. so you're ashamed of Vinny. I'm not ashamed of Vinny. You do. You walk along the seafront with a puppet on one hand. Yeah, right. Fine. Okay. No, fine. no, no. So he's good for he's good for purely audio formats where people can't see him. The minute people see Vinny, you're no, no. ashamed of him. No, no, no. I'm happy for people to see him. It's, I don't want to use him as a glove. He's more than. I that. think you hate Vinny more than I do. No, I love him. Don't you dare try and do this. Okay. Don't you try and drive Put Vinny a wedge. back on. Let's let's let Vinny have his moment because he didn't get to come on holiday because you're ashamed of him. So let him read his emails. Okay, here we go. So this is from Andy. It says, "Hello, chaps. I love the podcast and was overjoyed to hear in the last podcast John going out to bed for Markham. Why myself walking down the Markham promenade, oh. looking out to the Lake District." So he says, uh, it's a lovely place, albeit forgotten by domestic holidays and neglected by national governments. However, there is currently advanced plans for an Eden project to be built in Markham. Um, I think Matt actually went past the actual Eden project when he was in the southwest of England. You'd have loved that, Vinny, wouldn't you? Some of the sort of tropical developments in there must have made you feel sort of closer to home. I mean, it's a real spectacle, the Eden project. You'd have loved to be down there, wouldn't you? John, big fan of nature. I love seeing different... um, Sprigs and tweaks from all over the Vinny, world. And yeah. when they open the Eden Project North, I'll take you there. John, I gotta tell you that mean 
that really means the world, man. It really does because I watch that and I go on the holidays and I, I kind of put a brave face on it. Yeah. And I'm, I do feel pretty bad in the pitch of my stomachs. But knowing that I get to go to the Mokamon with you and, you know, it feels like maybe you and I could become good friends. We'll see, but I'll take you to Morecambe, and I will. Matt can't come, so you'll have to. You, you'll be alone with me, and I'll take you to the project. Mm. This is um, uh, honey trap. This one is turning to sound like now. I, I don't know what that means. I don't use honey because I'm vegan. You trying to uh, lure me away? F- I'm trying to show you a good time, a- mate. But do, do they have blenders at the Eden Project in Morecambe? Uh, oh, I don't think so. No. Good. Okay. But you're not going to drown me or something. Um, or harm me in any way. I, I'll look after you as best I can in the, in the time that we're together, but I just can't. I can't be with you twenty four seven. Okay. Anyway, he says this is to Andy, who's listening to the show talking about the Mockums. Well, he's in the Mockums. He said, following the last podcast, I submitted a proposal for one of the attractions within the Eden Project to be focused on seahorse ejaculation. <laughs> I'm waiting a response. He also adds, regarding the Toby Carvery forfeit, there is a Toby in Morecambe, which Tyson Fury often frequents. I've All the best, Andy. Been to the Toby Carver in Morecambe. It's on the Shrimp Roundabout. I too. Well, why don't we go there? there. Um, Maybe I could come when you buy and Matt his big meal. And uh, we, we could all go there. But i got to warn you, because there's been a new story about the uh, Toby Carveries, that a customer in uh, in the Birmingham yes. found a snail in the roast dinners. Oh, dear. Um, I don't think he wanted it to be there, John. You get, you get my drift? I don't think that was like a side dish. No. Well, I mean, in France, you'd have paid extra for that, wouldn't you, at uh, Toby Carverie? I've had... Um... Hang on a second. I've had this snail but I, I gotta tell you, I like it. I like it. I don't know why it's seen as uh, like a, a put down or, you know, term of abuse in the English because I gotta tell you, I think it's very, very tasty when you get them with the garlic butters. Has uh, Matt ever eaten snails? Yeah, I think pretty similar to me. He has uh, the identical opinion on the snails. Right, okay. That's interesting. He says to me too, I like it when you do it with the garlic butters. Would you, would you not, would Matt not be worried? I know Matt has an allergy to shellfish. Would he not be worried that a snail would be a little bit close to a whelk? Well, he Googled it and then he tried a little bit once at a place in Lindage and he loved it. And I think he was pretty pissed at the time and it just <laughs> slid down into his belly and made him very very happy and sad okay well does does uh does matt want to change the venue from toby carvery now having uh i have to say i read that story it i didn't know they delivered toby carvery and i have to say it was new year's day this woman got two roast dinners delivered to her house for i think about 20 quid on new year's day you forgive the odd snail, wouldn't you? And that just, to me, suggests that the veg has grown in an environment where snails are coming from rather than some sort of freakish lab, which you'd expect for that sort of price. Um, all right, then, Vinny, that'll do. Thank you so much. Happy New Year's, John. Happy New Year, Vinny. Bye. I think you two are really bonding now. Yeah, well, I just I feel sorry for him because obviously the gag was that I hate him and you like him, but it seems like you hate him more than me now. So I'm just aware that we've probably even things out and I should be less cruel to him since you see him as an embarrassment. I love him. Don't you dare. Um, so what do you make of it? It's the first time the CPFPL pod has been picked up in, I don't want to say the national press, but certainly the regional press. After I said that Morecambe was stunning on last week's podcast, it was picked up by the local Lancaster and Morecambe newspapers. I've got to be honest, it sort of freaked me out a little bit. 
found it quite uncomfortable. Why? Well, I was glad I'd said nice things about Morecambe, but what if I'd said something unkind about another area and it had been picked up? You know, I don't, I don't like to think of journos listening to this. This is a community of like-minded people who just share ideas and like to have a laugh together. I think when you're going to make a show as relevant and as hard-hitting as this, bound to attract media coverage. And I think from the, from its inception, I think we were always aware mm. that this was a show that would dominate and set the news agenda. And, John, that's just a byproduct of what we do here at Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League is the core of the show, of course, is, is stat-based. Yeah. It's serious. It's real. You now, we get under the lid. Um, that is obviously always going to then have a, have a news angle. And, and I think it's uh, for both of us to um, just think about what we're saying because, yeah, as you say, you know, it's going to set the news agenda and, and we have to be mindful about how we do that. Um, so I thought, you know, given that we know that, you know, the, the, the top, top media brass are listening, would you yeah. like to pass a comment about Snenton or somewhere in Nottingham and see if that gets picked up? Oh, Nottingham is one of the greatest cities on the planet. There's no doubt. Okay. And, uh, I mean, the thing in Nottingham that really needs sorting out is the Broadmarsh Centre. Mm-hmm. But it's just this derelict shopping centre in the centre of town. It gives a, an awful first impression of the city. The Broadmarsh Centre itself needs to be properly... Um, regenerated, uh, replaced, or whatever it is that needs doing there. You can't just keep this sort of ghost venue there that people have to walk to to get into the central town. It's just not fair. I see where that goes. I mean, I'd like to see, you know, Ben Shepherd discussing that on GMB. It offers so much and uh, it drives me mad when you're still having to walk through a shopping centre that's been sorted out so long after the global financial crash. Perhaps the curse of Matt Ford in action there, just being from Nottingham has rotted the, the core of the city centre. What do you are mean? Are you going to pin that on the financial crisis? Are you, are you going to take some responsibility for the fact that you are from Nottingham and now there's, a, now there's an abandoned shopping centre in the middle of it? Coincidence? Uh, hello? The curse of Matt well, Ford, Well, then maybe. <laughs> well, hello then. Morecambe. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born in Lancaster. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast is out on Thursday, the 13th of January. That will be after the conclusion of Game Week 21. Remember to send us forfeit ideas, news stories, questions, thoughts, feelings, whatever it is. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at CPFPL. Find us on Instagram, Comedians Playing FPL, Facebook at ComediansFPL, and just tell everyone about it. Leave a review and good luck in the rest of Game Week 21. And uh, any extra advice? Because no one has done it, get in touch at Matt Ford. Bye. Bye.